Sometimes people want to know why you use your phone instead of the, the actual Bible, but there's Bible on my phone, and it's a lot bigger print, and I can see it easier. So, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. His word this morning. All right. In Sunday school class, I want to thank all those who are bringing the kids. They are all over the place down there, and I just I think that's awesome. So thank you for bringing the kids. Thank you for teaching the kids. That's a task. If you've never taught little ones before, especially after they've eaten donuts, man, that's some serious work. But thank you for putting the time and effort into that, and we ask God to bless that. What, what you're doing. So thank you for that. For all the kids coming and wanting to be a part of the service, that's important for them to experience God in the way they can know and understand. So when they get older, they'll say, you know, I got to light the candle one day. I got to bring the microphone around for people to talk. You don't think that's big now or it may get in your way a little bit, but for them, they remember stuff like that. And those things are important and those things help um, kids, I believe, um, connect with God in a sense. And then thank everyone for last Sunday night sing. I've already thanked Allie, Pam, and Jill. As the more people came in and uh, trying to change songs and find songs, Jill and Allie and Pam, they were running all over the place. I started running from them because they was running to me. <laughs> Please don't say nothing else to Brian. He's stressed enough, man. But uh, the ladies, uh, they did a good job, and I appreciate that. Um, do you know when you're in a class action lawsuit, has anybody ever been in one? Well, this is how I know. I've been in three in the last four years and didn't even know I filed to be in this lawsuit. How I knew was I got a little card in the mail and said, you've been identified as one who may be potential uh, in this lawsuit that this American citizen decided to file on behalf of me. I didn't know nothing about it. But it's cool. This citizen said, I'm mad at the bank. I'm mad at the bank because every time I go to the teller, it always says, not working, sorry for the inconvenience. And you guys know on a Friday, when you're ready to go out, you want to go out to eat, you go to your bank, you want to put that card in there if you still use cash. I'm old school. I don't like tapping cards everywhere. And then they say, sorry for the inconvenience. Well, you done wasted your time going there, waiting in line, because the guy before you, he had the same problem. So now you go to another teller because you want to get on your little trip. 
You go to this teller and they say, thank you for using our teller. Now here's your $3.25 convenience fee. <laughs> so this citizen got mad and rightfully so that you have done us wrong. To the credit of the bank, I'll not say what bank I use, they realize they're done wrong and says, we would like to make this wrong right and do right by our customers. When I think about the story of Zacchaeus, I think about this lawsuit. I figure Zacchaeus is the teller who's charging the convenience fee because he's charging his people extra money uh, so he can become rich. I figure the Romans is the bank. The Romans are telling Zacchaeus, go get that money that these people owe us. And I figure the Jewish people, they are the ones filing the complaint. Why are you coming after us for this money? And not only do you want our money, but you want extra for something you haven't earned or deserved. I think that's what's going on here in the story of Luke chapter 19. And this is what I want to speak about this morning on the second Sunday of Lent. Since Luke chapter 9 verse 51, Jesus had been on a journey to his final destination in Jerusalem. And if you read that verse, it says Jesus turned his face steadfast toward Jerusalem. It would be in Jerusalem where Jesus would fulfill God's call on his life. He knew and understood he had to go to a cross. A cross that the Romans would not let their people go on. A cross that was meant for sinners, stealers, robbers, drunkards, mean, nasty people. A cross that would be despised by the Jewish people. They seen anybody who went and got hung on a cross would be accursed. But Jesus knew this was God's will for his life. He was going to have to go to the cross. So in Luke chapter 9 it says, He turned steadfastly to fulfill the call and will of God on his life. Fifteen miles southwest from Jerusalem, Jesus passes through Perea over the Jordan River to Jericho. It is at Jericho where Jesus will meet with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a tax collector who cheated his own people for the oppressing Roman Empire. And this is how Rome would do it. They would contact what's called a district commissioner like Zacchaeus. And they would say, we want you to collect taxes of such and such amount and send that amount to us. So the Romans would assign the amount and the tax collector would set about collecting that amount. But there was one hitch. Most of the district commissioners would collect more than the designated amount, sending this amount to Rome and putting the rest in their pockets, thus incurring the wrath and hatred and displeasure of everyone in the town. This is why Zacchaeus is described as wealthy and rich and also despised and hated. Zacchaeus had three strikes against him. Number one, he was a tax collector. That's bad news. I'm guess probably very few people like the IRS, especially when they want to audit you or call on your door. Secondly, he was a crook and a cheat. He cheated his own people and robbed the people that he was supposed to serve. Third strike, he was working for the hated Roman Empire. Why was he working for them, his people said? Why is he stealing from us? Why is he doing this despised job? Zacchaeus lived his life totally different than the meaning of his name. This is what his name means. To be bright, to be clean, to be pure, and to be innocent. He was far from any of those things other than bright. 
I would have to say if I was a sinner man and didn't care what anybody thought about me, I might take more than what was needed so that I could live a good life and I couldn't worry about you. So maybe in that sense he was bright. But for the most part he wasn't bright. He definitely wasn't clean. He wasn't pure and he was not innocent. Yet one day he encounters the Lord Jesus Christ. He runs past the crowd, climbs into a sycamore tree, and he seeks out the Lord Jesus. And Darla, if you and Dave do turn in at some time, I do thank you for the bulletin cover because this is supposed to be Zacchaeus in the tree looking for the Lord Jesus. I think that is awesome. I think it's a good theme and it just helps us all to flow together in all parts of worship. So thank you guys for doing that and showing that. Jesus looks up to him and calls out his name. Zacchaeus, or Jesus, wanted to have fellowship with him. Zacchaeus accepts the invitation. Those around both Zacchaeus and Jesus judge him. What is this man talking about the Lord Jesus? If he was who he says he was, if he was God, if he had any kind of stature in life, he wouldn't hang out with this miserable, rotten sinner. They both got judged by the same people in different ways. He's not what he says he is, and this guy's a rotten rat. Zacchaeus repents, and he seeks restitution. Salvation has come to his house. In one day, Zacchaeus experienced the following. First, a man became a child. He ran down the street like a little child when he heard Jesus was coming. Jesus is coming. I'm going to take off, he says. Second, a seeking man became found. The things that he had in life, the things that he trusted in, weren't making him happy in his life. He was always looking for something because it seemed like he was not fulfilled. But he finally found what he wanted when he saw the Lord Jesus. A small man became big. That kind of don't make no sense because he was a big wig. He could get what he wanted. He could call on Rome. Nobody could disobey him. But he became big when he met the Lord Jesus. And then a poor man became rich. How does a guy have all that money and have a miserable life? And people's always telling me, money don't make you happy. Give me yours. Let me try it out. I just want to test it. I don't believe you. But they say money does not make you happy. And it didn't make him happy. He was poor in his soul, but he became rich in his experience of Jesus Christ. But Zacchaeus not only had an experience, but he also lost the following. He lost dignity. A rich man running like a child and climbing a tree. How ridiculous. Now, what if Brian Jevedon in this goofball-looking suit was to run out the door and try to climb a tree? Well, you would say, that guy's crazy. What is the matter with him? You lose all dignity and all respect of anybody when you do something like that. A rich man running like a little kid trying to climb a tree. How crazy for you to do that. All dignity and respect in him in a moment of time is gone. He lost employment. A whole way of life would be given up on that sycamore tree. You think Rome's going to have him back? 
Rome don't like the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't care that he claimed to be God. They said, we care because you say you're the only God and all of our gods are fake and false and we like to worship the emperor. And Jesus said there's only one God and he alone is to be worshipped and followed. This is what Jesus said. So Rome did not want to do that. Well, you think he's going to be able to collect taxes and go back to his people and ask for anything? He ain't going to be able to do that either. He has no employment and no job. He loses dignity, he loses employment, and he loses friends. Rome would reject him, and his tax buddies would run from him. They can't be associated with him anymore after he's done this little deed. They still have taxes to collect. And these are guys that he has hired to help him out. He was the chief tax collector. He was the boss. So now the guys under him are not going to follow him or be a part of him anymore. He lost his friends. And he was humiliated. Now he will be associated with a crazy man and he will be made fun of. Why is he following him? Has he totally lost his mind? He's nothing. You thought you were something, Zacchaeus. You were our leader. We did respect you. But now you're nothing to us because you choose to follow this man. Zacchaeus had an experience. He lost some things. But Zacchaeus also gained the following. Number one, he gained salvation. This day salvation has come to your house. He gained true love. Come down from there. So we might fellowship together. All these guys say they loved him and wanted to be around him, but they didn't really love him. Jesus looked past everything that he was, everything that he'd done, and he says, I truly love you. I'm not judging you for your way of life or what you've done to our people. He says, come down from there. Let's me and you talk together. That is true love. Zacchaeus gained freedom. No longer will the things of life hold me down. He just gave the money up. Wasn't even thinking about it. He said, Jesus, I have seen you. I've now experienced you. Money and things don't matter to me. They will not hold me down. I will not be drawn down by these things because you have called me and you have touched me and I have found freedom. I should think now, I come from an old school tradition where you make confession of faith and salvation. Some churches don't do that, not saying one or another. But whenever you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior or you came and received communion, in that moment of time, did you not feel freedom in your heart? Did you not feel change in your heart? Did you not feel love in your heart? That's Christ working in you. He also gained meaning in life. I suspect going out every day, getting taxes, being laughed at, made fun of, called names and all that by your own people. But then by the Romans saying, look at that guy. He's just a puppet on a string. He does whatever we want him to do. They didn't like him either. He was Jewish. The Jewish people didn't like him. The Romans didn't like him. Day after day after day doing the same old thing. It has to get boring. You know, we work and pretty much we do the same thing day after day after day, which is why we look forward to Friday. So we can get out and do things we really want to do. But Zacchaeus found real meaning. 
Call all your friends and come meet with me. The meaning is life is when you accept Jesus Christ as Savior, don't you tell somebody else what good things he's done for you, how he's changed your life, how he's made you do. That never gets old, man. It never gets old for me to share Jesus Christ with somebody else. It never gets old for me to hear somebody's story of what they're struggling with and what they're going through. And I say, there is an answer. You may not like the answer, but there is one true answer. And his name is Jesus Christ. And if you will give him time, he will change your life. That never gets old. I don't care how young of a believer you are or how old of a believer you are. It never gets old to tell somebody of what Christ has done for you. I want to say to you this morning, on this second Sunday of Lent, West Alexandria Church of the Brethren, climb that tree, man. Get out and go. How do you climb that tree, man? First, become like a child in your faith. Don't we get older and we grow and we think we become real mature in our faith and we do all this stuff? But Christ never asked for that kind of faith. He wanted faith like a child, man. Become like a child in your faith and simply trust him with everything that you have and who you are in your life. Put your faith and trust in him. No matter what happens around you, become like a child in your faith. Go to him. Seek him out and say, I love you, I trust you, I want to do what you want me to do, and I'm going to become like a child and simply believe you and you alone. We do that in love, don't we? When we hit that first love, man, we come like a little bitty baby. We go out buying necklaces and bracelets and chocolates and all that good stuff, and we get around and we get real giggly goo, and whatever they say to us is true, man. We don't care what they say. We believe them and we trust them. That's what Christ wants. He wants us to be like little kids and simply trust him with everything in your life. Secondly, run through the crowd. It may be a physical crowd like Zacchaeus had to go through. But run through that crowd, man. The crowd can be life's pain, life's uncertainty. Everything you've been through in life, it holds you down. It looks at you and it judges you a certain way. And it says certain things about you. Who cares? Who cares what anybody thinks, man? You're a child of God. Run through those crowds and say, I believe you, I trust you, and I love you, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what I'm going through or how I'm feeling. I'm going to run. And when you run through the crowds and you climb that tree, man, look for him. That was that kiss did. He climbed that tree and he looked for the Lord Jesus. And he may not look at you right away. You might be sitting in that tree for a while. Some limbs might hit you. might rain on you in that tree. A bird might come and just peck on you for a minute. There's a lot of goofy things that happen in that tree. And you may say, where are you at, Lord Jesus? What is going on in my life? What is happening But look for him. Seek him out. And when he finally looks up to you. And he says. I'm calling your name. When he does that. Open your heart to him. 
Give your whole life to him. You've waited, you've waited, you've sought him out. You're looking for him, you're looking, you're begging, you're pleading. And suddenly he calls on your name and he says, today I'm coming to you. Give your whole heart to him. Open it up and say, Lord, this belongs to you. While you're on that tree, die to yourself. You have to die on that tree, man. Your life belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ and to him alone. He died for you. He paid the price for you. He lived for you. He forsook it all for you and for me. And when he calls us, he calls us to die to ourselves, our will, and our own way. And he says, live for me and for my glory. You have to die on that tree because your life belongs to him and him alone. And when you come down from that tree, repent. Zacchaeus repenting was, he knew he'd done his people wrong. And he says, I'm going to go restore everything back that I've done wrong to my brother. And I'm going to give all this to the poor, Lord. I repent of who I am and what I've done. Now I'm going to hit right to the heart of it. In your repentance, this is why we're doing Lent. In your repentance, give him the thing that you hold on to the most. We all have it. See, we run around and we do all these things and thinks God is pleasing. He might be pleasing. He might be happy. But he says, there's something in that heart of yours that I want that you refuse to give me. That's what Christ wants. The thing that you hold on to the most, let it go. Let it go. And let his sacrifice that he made on that cross heal your heart. I didn't say he's going to take it away or anything like that. But Christ Jesus, he will heal you. He will touch you. He has to. He's God. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're thinking. He says, give it to me, man. Let me take care of that. Let me heal you. I'm the one who died. I'm the one who will heal Whatever it is you're holding on to, let it go and let his blood heal you. And after you repent, rejoice. Now, I picked an Advent song for Lent. Rejoice. What do I mean by rejoice? Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, what Jesus Christ has done for you. You share his word. This is what he's done in my life. This is how he has saved my soul. This is how he has changed me. This is how he has touched me. And he can do the same for you. I'm going to tell everybody I know and everywhere I am that Jesus Christ is Lord. On that tree, become like a child. Run, look for him, die to yourself, repent, and rejoice. Is he calling you this morning? Is he digging in your heart? Is he asking you to give him something that you just are not ready to give up? If he's asking you this morning, if he's touching your heart, he's saying to you, I want to heal the pain that's in you. I want to heal the brokenness within you. But you have to give me a shot to do it. You have to push through the crowd and you have to run to him. So I'm asking you this morning. 
if you want special prayer, if God is tugging at your heart to let something go this Lenten season, if you want to come up and just stand, I would like to agree with you in prayer. We'll just agree as brothers and sisters in Christ that Christ will touch your heart and that he will change you. It's a tough moment. Is there anybody who wants special prayer? Let's just bow our heads for a moment. If you feel a need to come up, I would like for you to come up so I can pray with you. And as many people want to come up and pray, you can come and pray. But Lord Jesus, I just ask this morning, if there's anyone here that feels shaky, I pray you just would touch their heart, that they would repent and give you their whole life, turn to you the true and the living God, that you would be lifted up and exalted. We just take a moment now to wait on you and see what you're going to do, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning?